Hello and welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Uh, my name is Mark and, and my name is Yuna. Thanks for joining us today and our topic of discussion for this podcast will be the Steve McQueen uh, miniseries Small Acts which began this week with the launch of the Mangrove Nine. Um, it was the first time I'd come across the Mangrove Nine which is a surprise but have you seen it before? Really? Wow, no, I'm shocked at shocker, that. right? Well, I blame the school curriculum obviously failed me terribly. Um, well, yeah. it did me as well, but I still have seen the Mangrove Nine. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I them could... on YouTube, yeah. It's only a short documentary, admittedly, but yeah, I have watched the story. So I knew the background, mm-hmm. but it was still good to see the, the actual programme and how he directed it and portrayed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I was pleased with mm. the work that he's done on that, really. To say it's such an important period of black British history, to, like I said, for um, uh, for it not to be included in the curriculum or uh, for it to be more high profile. But I guess that's why Steve McQueen picked this one, right? Yeah, he, um, he finds it. I watched a documentary on it, not a documentary on Steve McQueen, but an, an interview. He was interviewed and it was it was for some sort of awards 2020 anyway and he was interviewed so it was obviously after this had been aired and he was saying it was quite emotional really doing these this series Mm. um along with which really touched me as well and i thought yeah that's why he found it quite emotional you know with everything that like he was describing about how George was murdered. Enough is enough, basically. It's got to stop. Yeah, and and and, um, and we, with all of that um, uh, knowledge behind us, while you're watching it, what I found really interesting was I was transported back to the 1970s. It wasn't a case mm-hmm. of thinking uh, you're watching a film. I was in the moment. I, mm. Everything around me had stood still, and I was I was living and breathing that story. I could relate to it. I could I could engage with it, and I can imagine how that um, that situation as as new people in the community. It, just like you said, it it was emotionally um, involving. You it engaged with you, um, so really well directed. And the actors, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the actors did well. But, the guy who played Darkus How, what what was his name now? But he really um, he mimicked um, Darkus How and the voice and the and the uh, personality. So yeah, I, I, yeah Malachi. Was, Malachi Malachi Kirby yeah, played Darkus yeah. How. Yeah. So the the way he portrayed him, his voice, his emotions, everything carried it. Mm. it, it, it uh, yeah, A plus. Yeah, definite top top. Yeah, I thought as well. That. He had a good. A good look of Darkus as well. It was mm, yeah. um, talking with um, Althea, I think she played. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Althea, she played Letitia Wright. Yeah. So, no, it was Letitia Wright who played Althea Jones. And yeah. she, so it was him and it was Darkus and Althea that were represented themselves. Yes, okay, yeah, defended themselves in, in the court. Yeah, in the yeah. court. And when I watched that and then watched this series, I thought, wow, he's, he's a real replica of Darkus. 
from back yeah. in the day. Mm. Yeah. I thought can... it was really well done. The, the amount of pressure, I mean, to being caught at any time for anybody has to be stressful mm-hmm. but this wasn't this wasn't the magistrate's court this was the this was the old bailiff oh, <laughs> there's no it's where the big crims go it's Correct. where the big crims go mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um even that alone to say that that actually the majority of the time you'll watch hollywood movies and you think yeah brits make believe this this was real life a man in his 20s at that point defended himself and that was real hard time he was looking at if you know pulled them mm. wrong um and to know that he were quoting shakespeare and speaking in prose and 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 using shakespeare as as part of his defense yeah awesome job mm. um i wonder if at the time what do you think do you reckon he knew what he was doing i mean as in the the landmark type step it was for black people at that point I don't think he could have known it was going to echo through history as much as it has done. Hmm. There's times like... No, I, I mean, I think it really would have touched a nerve with every black person that watched it. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Every black person that watched that would have been... Maybe um, people may have even relive their own trauma Absolutely. from back then. Yeah. You know? And from the sounds of and... it, there was a lot going on. A lot of it. Go on, sorry. And you can understand as well that that court case, because it was the longest court case in British history. Mm. And I watched this other documentary the other day, and it was a, it, not a documentary, but a program. And it was about all the, it was all the, um, not all of them, but the main cast that played in the series, okay. Mango Nine. Okay. And there was two descendants of two of the two of the guys of the nine so it was their children that were there and they were mixed and it came about within that discussion of all of them talking and it came about that they did suffer with PTSD yeah after that yeah which is understandable because you've not only got the court case to deal with Mm -hmm. you've got the trauma of all you were doing was opening a, a restaurant for your people Mm-hmm. earning an honest living trying to have a nice time trying to bring a bit of the Caribbean to where you're living now and it was just nothing but grief abuse and pain yeah. well, you know it's just it's sad, sad. Mm. so one one of the um, outstanding features of the court case was the point where they asked for there to be an all black jury which uh, mm-hmm. is a tactic we adopted from one of the American um, uh, Black Panther um, court cases. And I, I was um, stunned that they were saying um, that you could be tried as an equal by people who automatically, at that point, viewed you as second-class citizens. So you had uh, that imbalance where people from that time thought that they were superior to black people then being classed mm-hmm. as being equal in the court case and i'm presuming at the end of the court case they would leave the court case going back to feeling as though they were superior to black people mm-hmm. so and um, the only way you can call it a jury of your peers was to either have 
a mix of black and white to have it equally mixed so you had six mm-hmm. black six six white if that was going to be classed as a equal court case um or a fair court case based on the jury of your peers i don't think we do that these days i don't think you'd assume that you needed a balance between black and white in the jury what, what, what do you think do you think you could be tried in a court today mm-hmm. by uh, white people as a black person I don't think so. I mean, uh, they they weren't highly represented anyway in the end. I think, was there three of them? Of the jury of 12? Uh, two, maybe three, but I think two I from think, memory. Right, okay. Yeah. I thought, well, there's three most that were yeah. in that jury. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. thought, shocking. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. you know what? I think. I think both Althea and Darkus did really well in representing themselves. I think they really yeah. put the case forward yeah. superbly, you know, and obviously they did, you know, with obviously the outcome of the case, but it just shows you, you know, when they were sat there and they were, and tears coming down the face or rocking and, you know, and it's just, it just must have been yeah. terrifying day after day after day going in there. And and what a relief at the end, because that must have been an emotional journey as well, waiting for the uh, the defender the, to hear the, res- the outcomes of, of the jury's decision making process by the spokesman, um, to hear the not guilty verdicts being read out and the names. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, what a party that must have been. Wow. Ooh, I do remember. Well, you know what? They were looking at 10 years. They were looking at 10 years. And yeah. Barbara and Darkus had their little baby as well. So, and, and then it turned out. Althea was pregnant mid-trial, so, you know, emotions all over the place, completely. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the benefits of that trial we're enjoying today. I mean, the the change doesn't happen unless somebody pushes for change to happen. And we we may not have been aware of it, but all of those... um, all of those marches, all of those incidents, all of those court cases, each one of those individuals benefited us today in Britain uh, without us realising it. Yeah. This is the power of of the people before you and forebearers and ancestors. They all, every single one of them, they all played a part in their Mm. future. And their future is us. We are their future. Yeah. yeah, and in in a lot of ways, they've passed the baton to us. Our generation mm-hmm. can't suddenly say, "Well, that's it. We've we've achieved now. That's it. We're on parity." Because no, nope. we're definitely nowhere. We can't near. drop that baton. Nowhere. We can't no. drop it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I did I did like the bit at the end where they had the party in the mangrove to celebrate the um, successful outcomes from the court case. And Frank comes outside and says, we're in there partying. There's three members of a jury in there. It was like, yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he nailed it there. It was comedy gold. I don't mean as in it was a funny film, but yeah. Mm. I'm glad that they were able to celebrate the success and, and feel um, like they had made some progress in bringing people together. Hopefully it wasn't just the, the, uh, uh, the uh, black um, jurors that were there. 
excellent film. Yeah, but it, it was it was excellent. It was just sad that to learn as well that after the the mangrove did get shut down. It did yeah. shut down, and it did well, apparently, um, Frank Critchlow, the owner of Mangrove, the guy where it all started from, mm. he ended up in prison. And he shouldn't have been in there. And because obviously the police had to save space because it was jumped yeah. up charges, he had to do some time, yeah. which was really unfair, really unfair on him. But at the end of the day, we all know because of how that court case went and it didn't go well for the force, he was always going to get something from that. And that's exactly what it what it was there for, you know, so they could be themselves, so they could just be yeah. them, you yeah. know, and just, yeah. they were always going to come after him from that. Well, they, they embarrassed and they them, did. didn't they? Yeah, How could three men look out of a, three men looking out of a letterbox? I mean, mm. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard some Royal Mail scandals in my time, but that, that's, that's, uh, that, that was a classic bit of police um, concocting It was story actually more. It was more it. than three that was portrayed in the show as well. Because when I Is watched right? the... Yeah, I've, see, I've seen Darkness talk about it as well in a documentary. Okay. And he said it was it was more than three people. And he speaks of that, you know, that time when he said in the court, you know, how can you see through that, you know, all of you at the same yeah. time? and. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was more than three of the officers that actually made a statement saying the same thing. So yeah, yeah, it, they it's just up. beggar's they... belief, beggar's belief. But it's reality, mm. isn't it? That's it. Yeah, um, and Steve McQueen as well, because he's won Oscars for um, plenty of other films that he's done. Um, mm. For him to take this on as a BBC. Um, type series i'm guessing he wanted to speak to the british public in a way that nobody else has been able to because um, um the audience would have been very different from his 12 years of slave movie and um and hunger so mm-hmm. um he, 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 normally he's a hollywood director and, yeah uh, the... well it goes out to the states on the 27th of november on ah, prime right okay yeah mm. the whole the whole thing i think he said, goes out right. to the States on the 27th. Well, that's interesting. Via Prime. Comp- okay. Mm. But, um, um, the comparisons have been made with the Chicago 7, which is um, a pretty much American version uh, or similar um, thing where um, people were, uh, you know, charged with inciting riot. Uh, I don't think they were black, but you know, it was similar where the police had um, tried to concoct a story that matched the same sort of timeline where people were accused of inciting a riot because they were protesting. But mm-hmm. um, it's the first time I, I've seen a British um, documentary that's been compared to an American documentary about similar things and it's, it's been lauded for its ability to tell the story in a much better way. Because the police, let's be fair, the, the police will stick together. If it's a difference between one of the public being held to account and the police force being held to account, the police it's will always going to be the, the public, road. isn't it? Yeah. 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 But um, uh, what I would say is that at the time this was being made, to see the brutality and the way that the police were handling people who had uh, been invited to come to this country. 
the second generation rubber um, from the Windrush um, generation. Like you said, we're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. We're staying here. That was the message um, mm-hmm. that how wanted to, to get across is that we're not going anywhere. No matter how, how hard you try, we are not budging. We're here to stay. And I think that wore them down as well. Um, yeah. Uh, and that, that, that message still stands today for all the racists out there. I'm sure none of them are listening, but we're British. We're not going anywhere. There is no place over for us to go. And I know you're about to tell me how nice it is in Karikou, but seriously, we, we are British citizens and um, there is this is our home. There, there, is, there is no alternative place for us to exist. Uh, born here, raised here. Um, yeah. And so it's, the community... But. It's quite poignant as well to, you know, when, when you read about Frank Critchlow and, you know, the mangrove and what have you, it's like, you know, he created a safe space for black people. What they missed back in the Caribbean, bringing it to where they're living and just enjoying life. But it wasn't meant to be because, you know, it was seen as, you know, it's like, it's like the little clip in the police station when they're playing cards and they threw down the ace of spades yeah i was like wow really yeah and and uh, those sort of police officers i mean is it pull pull yeah pulling the police officer Mm -hmm. pull it the idea that he'd not been able to get his career off the ground so he was bitter yeah um you know the 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 whole um storyline gave you the idea of people who um, were inside the police who were out and out racist. It didn't take somebody to be doing something wrong. It didn't take anybody who was black to be um, creating or causing crime. Mm-hmm. It just took them to be on the wrong road at the wrong time uh, with the wrong officers, mm-hmm. which is um, scary. Pure racial mm-hmm. hate, hatred. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, for, and, and I, I tried to get out of you as well compared to how things were back in the 1970s do you think we've marched a long way into progress do you think we've made a um uh, a hell of a lot of progress no i don't think we've made a hell of a lot of progress i think we've made a little progress mm. but in terms of a hell of a lot mm. no not at all not well, not when you um, see the stuff that's going on today you know shouldn't be having fun or shouldn't have a restaurant mm. shouldn't doing this shouldn't be doing that no i mean look at what look at the two athletes that were stopped that are trained by olympia christie in london yeah with a baby in the car and that was a blatant lie it went from one lie to another it was like what no it's it's no and still, there was no, there was yeah. no, you know, they didn't admit to anything there. It was, they did everything as they should have done. No, they didn't. They saw a black yeah. guy and a black what? girl. They didn't clock the baby seat because it was only a little baby. Mm. So, so we're talking about Bianca Williams and yeah. Ricardo the Santos mm-hmm. now. Yeah, okay, go ahead. You know, so they didn't clock the baby seat. The baby was only three months old, so it would have been in one of them little... Mm little car seats you know so all they saw was a black guy driving and a black girl and a nice car because it weren't the first time he's been stopped in that car and they were targeted simple as and no apology no nothing then Cressida Dick says that there's no systemic racism in the force 
and that was at that time. Yeah. And then it was only what yeah. the other week, last week, the week before that she said there is that she's admitted that there is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a conversion that mm-hmm. she's had there, isn't it? Um, but just just to um, keep this going, then, so we've got the comparison between the police um, as it was back then compared to what we've got today. Mm-hmm. And I know as pursuit of happiness, we attended a criminal prosecution service meeting uh, for Yorkshire and Humberside area. And the stats, um, do you want to explain the stats about um, what, what we were told? Or do you want me to? No, you can do it. Um, I'll let you roll I'll with it. Going. You roll right, with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I started, so uh-huh. I'll finish. Um, so, yeah, the, the um, criminal prosecution service obviously um, take the cases to court. The police do all of the um, crime investigation, allegedly, and then they pass those um, cases on to the CPS Mm -hmm. and take it to court. So one of the questions we asked the CPS was, do you keep any records or any statistics on people who have committed the same crime um, but come from different racial backgrounds and if they are given different sentences? And we were stunned, mm-hmm. weren't we, when we, we got the answer. No, we don't. We don't keep those sort of records. And it, it comes back to the same thing about this um, court case having been brought in the first place, the Mangrove Nine. Mm-hmm. There must have been plenty of uh, protests and riots and marches that happened during the 70s. Where they, um, uh, I'm just trying to think if the Vietnam War would have been something that would have had um, protests on the street. But... The idea that today's court cases can't be measured based on outcomes mm. of, of defendants and accused, uh, accusees, yeah, the accused, mm-hmm. to keep records on what sort of background they come from seems like such an easy record to keep, but we were told, no, we, we don't keep those sort Which of records. Which is really poor. But we'll look yeah, into it. Yeah, very poor, yeah. because initially yeah. they didn't say no. They said, oh, yeah, That's you can right. go to this part of the website and you'll find it there and so we did all that I mean we did check it before we even went to the meeting anyway and we couldn't locate it so that's why we raised it Mm. within the actual meeting and then when they said oh yeah Yeah. if you go here and look there it'll be there so doing that during the meeting no it's not there we're no not seeing things oh we're not we're not not seeing things so now we're just waiting for them to get back to us because they tried passing the book saying you know oh you've got to refer to the headquarters which is down where frank didn't want no drugs in that place it it wasn't it wasn't about that it was a restaurant it was somewhere for him to lime it was somewhere for him to eat good food amongst their people enjoy good music that's what it was about it wasn't about anything else because you saw a clip where Darkest made someone go because he could see him. Was it Darkest? I think it was Darkest. Yeah, uh, Frank was... and Darkest sat opposite on the table and he um, he clocked mm. someone rolling a joint under the table and he went up to him and told him to leave and they left, you yeah. know. And yeah. Frank said, thank you, like the nod of the head, you know, cheers. But that's the type of place it was because it wasn't that sort of place. You know, they raided that place nine times in total. Nine times and never yeah. found drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, uh, you know, uh, again, it revealed a lot of history about the... I'm um, sidestepping that one now, but uh, Notting Hill Carnival. Mm-hmm. 
um, um, the, the idea that Notting Hill has quite a, a strong connection with black history, black British Massive. history. Um, mm. And I, yeah, I, I did uh, have a, it's like confession this, but not only did I not know about the Mangrove Nine, I've never been to the Notting Hill Carnival. Wow. Um, which once COVID passes, I think that definitely has to change. But um, you, you've I've been, been to, to it, you, yeah. You embarrassing yeah. You, you've been seven times. I yeah, it's just I've me that's once. never been. All right. <laughs> I haven't yeah. been seven times. Right. That's fine then. <laughs> no, I've been All once. Right. How, how did you find it? How did you find it? It was busy, really busy. And I went on family day, which is a Sunday. So you think it's going to be a bit more quieter, maybe, because it's, you know, families, you know, with children and stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to interrupt you there. You went to Notting Hill Carnival expecting it to be quiet. Well, no, not quiet. Quieter <laughs> than the Friday and the Saturday, yeah. really. That's so that's I'm why teasing. I went on the Sunday. But um, yeah, it was really, really yeah. busy. But there's always, you know. Yeah, that's where the sound systems yeah. are meant to be loud. I, 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 do you know, it's a long time since I felt bass line pass through my flesh. Mm. I, I miss those days of even Huddersfield Carnival, yeah, the um, beat. Leeds Carnival. Uh, yeah, now they've got sound um, lock off service, which for sound mm. off when it gets too loud, that 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 is uh, spoiling the event completely. But um, yeah, carnival in Notting Hill—that's something that's definitely on my uh, list of things to do in the near future. So um, we will keep up our efforts with the um, criminal prosecution service, oh, definitely, and we will report back. We will report back once we get some answers. We put a few freedom of information requests in, um, and we expect um, the changes to happen, similar to how we've done with the. And I know we're going off topic now, but the death certificates don't. Or up until this month, they didn't keep records of the um, the ethnic. Uh, yeah. class or the ethnic um, background of people okay. who passed away and it's just like well how can you measure how can you manage anything if you're not I measuring know. it and exactly the same That's way deep, that yeah. um, we're talking about court court cases going to mm. court we, we there's no way they could tell which crimes people had been taken to court for um, based on their background rather than the crime they've actually committed mm. but as um, Dark as how has said we're here and we're not going anywhere no. we will be here for another podcast we will. Um, which we will uh, make available on all major um, podcast sites do you want to reel them all off or is that more work no, for me no <laughs> right apple spotify um uh, and all good outlets Anchor. yeah that's one mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay and um we hope you've enjoyed this um we will continue to supply our listeners with material and we will and uh, we've got another session mm. on sunday evening at seven o'clock british time that's right and that's, that's via zoom yeah. and you will find the details on our facebook Twitter, Instagram. That's Pursuit of Happiness, C-I-C. Yeah. And, uh, do you know what? We've messed up. We haven't mentioned the Liverpool football team at least once, so I think that was was enough, right? I got it in there. Just just under the wire. All right. Thanks for listening. listening. You've been a wonderful audience. (laughs) Where is it, Mark? Um, and I'm presuming it's in London because that's yeah. The so they of the said, universe. "Oh, um, with but... the headquarters, but the headquarters are not based in Yorkshire and Humber." So, 
Yeah. You know, uh, right. you've got to have something in this vicinity regarding themselves. Yeah. So we're now waiting yeah. for them to get back to us. Uh, how long is a piece of string? Yeah. There we go. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, and just like you said, I mean, back in the 60s and uh, early, late 60s during the mangrove, uh, well, I was just, you know, I was doing the comparison, Mm. yeah, in the 1960s that have been anti-Vietnam protests, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm almost certain there would have been violent clashes between the police and the protesters. Oh, yeah. I don't remember any of those being taken to the um, Old Bailey for... um, the longest uh, um, trial in British that history at that time, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you can appreciate that race definitely played um, a part in the ability for people to be able to protest peacefully or otherwise. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, how many times really did they have to the police? They clocked the police outside, staking the joint. You know, constantly. They may as well have just sat. They should have just set a station up. Yeah, you know, they were constantly staking them out, you know. And the good thing was yeah. as well, what, yeah. I, what I liked about it, 